Hi, my name is Lynn Worrell. I'm the founder of a community organization called Word, writing our rhymes down, and I am a youth worker at the Carrefour Jeunesse Emploi of NDG. Hi, my name is Carl Thomas. I'm a community worker for Prevention Codenege NDG, and welcome to The Dep. The Dep, a podcast about community service work in your neighborhood. Yeah, how's everything on your end? Busy, yo. Busy? How's the community <laughs> work? Yeah, it's um, busy uh, grant ma- writing and mm-hmm. just a lot that's going on at the CJE and Word and a lot. Okay, okay. How about you? Uh, work is good. Well, work is good. Work is overwhelming, like always. Um, for the people that don't know, um, I work in social work for youth protection and I, and I am also in the community hosting this beautiful podcast and doing other projects. But uh, yeah, work has been uh, a lot. We got a new funding for online intervention. So currently we're working on finding out like mm-hmm. how we could not duplicate, but sort of like come as a support to like other members doing the same thing. But then we started noticing that it's not really a thing that uh, community orgs are getting involved in like the the concept and the aspect of online intervention so this is what i'm working on currently we have another art project coming up soon um we just got uh, the funding for it so it will be in march hopefully you partner up with me lynn to be able to create listen i got things to talk to you about oh yeah (laughs) no no preliminary conversations i just also wanted to say quickly that my father's uh in town oh he's walking in i tried to text him all right, just saying <laughs> hi to the dad. Yeah, I just wanted to say. So, um, hold on one second. Can you hold on? One yeah, yeah, for sure. By the way, Lynn is on mute right now, but um, just just letting the audience know that thank you so much, guys, for tun- tuning in to the last episode because it was fire. Um, it was really, really fire. Um. And yeah, so hope you hope hopefully this is this is not a discussion about the political aspect of it all, um, but this is more of an interview segment that we're doing with Joshua. So you know, I hope you guys, I hope you guys like it. No, I know you guys will like it. It will be fine. Yeah, how was that last episode? I, was, I yeah, I was I was just talking to the audience as I was in mute, but yeah, it, it was fire, man. It was. It was dope. I got so many text messages. I didn't know like some of my friends listened to the pod. So I'm just I'm just gonna let you. Yeah, yeah, they texted me. They were like, yo, Lynn is on fire. I agree with her point of views. Yo, like it was it was really cool. Like it was really cool to hear. And also really cool to know that some of my friends actually tune into the pod. So that was uh that was amazing. Is it is it cool if we let Joshua in since it's four? All right. Nice. So yeah, so let's pick his brain a little bit. Let's let's have fun with this. Hello, hello. What's up, Joshua? How you doing, man? Hi, Joshua. I love, oh, I love the hair. Holy, okay. Yeah, it's changed a lot, eh? Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> That's super cool. Um, j- j- just a heads up, okay? I don't think it will happen. I think the the issue settled. But like my computer kept crashing. I have a MacBook 
it's recent. I don't know why it's doing it, but just giving you guys a heads up. If it does happen, and to the listeners too, if it does happen, we'll be. I, I will send a new link, and we would reconnect. All right. So Joshua introducing Lynn World. She's the colleague, the co-host of um, the Dev Podcast. She's the one that started the whole project with me. Um, yeah. So. And Lynn introducing Joshua Bilbao, like uh, an amazing actor. Last time we spoke, and uh, Joshua, what have you been up to? How how is everything in your world? How's everything going? Everything's good. Well, nice to meet you, Lynn. Uh, nice to meet you. <laughs> um, and great, everything's going great. It's crazy that it's been five years already since that interview we had. Um, it's been five years. In five years wow. i thought it was four what this oh, this man. pandemic timeline just like eat like that's a, just a gap of time for wow. us but yeah holy everything's five years ago now everything is five years <laughs> ago. holy okay yeah so uh yeah i mean time has flown by but uh everything's going great i think that it's it's crazy to be back here talking with you and just reflecting on where i was five years ago compared to today you know and it's it's in a way rewarding because it's like, okay, I've accomplished a lot of the things that I wanted to do as a young actor that had just dreams and goals. And now it's like, okay, I'm, I'm doing this. It's, it's not just a dream anymore. It's a reality. So, uh, yeah, that's been going great. I don't know if you can hear that, by the way. Can you? Is there? No. A, no? Okay, cool, cool, cool. There's just something to start off. But anyways. But yeah, that's where everything's at a little bit. So. All right. So let's reflect. So last time we spoke. I went back and listened to to a, a little bit about like um about what we spoke about. So you were like starting within this acting world. Um, we ended up the conversation, I think, with you uh, thinking or contemplating about going into New York City to pursue like uh, either school, if I remember correctly. What happened? What happened to that? For for that from starting from that time frame. I went to New York. I went to New York and I studied. Yeah, yeah. I went to New York. I studied for, uh, well, I was, I was uh, going to start a two-year conservatory uh, that started in 2019. Uh, but then 2020 hit and the pandemic hit. So we went online. So I came back here. Um, at the time, it just, New York was incredible. Like, I think that's really a place that uh, grounded me a lot as, as an actor and made me realize what acting was about because you... In New York City, you don't have the choice to be surrounded by creative people. Like, they're everywhere, anywhere you go. So I was just learning without even being in, in theater school. I was just walking around the streets and learning about life and in a city that offers something all the time. So, um, so yeah, that, that happened. I went to New York. I studied there. Um, came back to Montreal. And uh, I kept on training. I think till today, I would consider that I still train. Because I think as an actor, I've learned that you always have to be training. But, um, but yeah, at, at the time when the pandemic hit, it felt like a big, uh, like sort of as if my dreams were being crushed a bit because I wanted to figure mm -hmm. out a way maybe to stay in New York because I just love New York and the, the energy over there was incredible. The people were incredible. So when I had to come back here, there was a bit of a phase of a gray area of not knowing what was going to happen or, or not knowing if, if this, this was going to continue, how my training was going to continue. But it was honestly a big blessing in disguise because I just... I everything that happened when I came back here was like a perfect alignment with what I wanted to do in the first place. 
So, so yeah, that worked out great. Where everything worked out at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's interesting that you were talking about how important it is to be surrounded by creatives. And uh, now that, you know, I mean, Montreal, New York, those are two cities. Um, and I'm just wondering if you had a chance to reflect on um, what is the makeup of a city to foster creative uh, like uh, practice or anything? Like what are the ingredients um, and what is it, you know, like I, I'm sure pursuing acting in New York is different than pursuing acting in Iowa or something like that, some city exactly. in Iowa. You know what I mean? Like, so what are the ingredients of a city that really, what's important for that to be, uh, to, to, to pay attention to? I, what I would say, uh, well, my two experiences are really with Montreal and New York. So I can't say anything for Iowa, but, uh, you know, <laughs> for, uh, for New York, I think what helped me is that I went into uh, a theater school. So right off the bat, you're surrounded by creatives that are on the same page that want to learn. There are, we're all kind of at the same level. So we are, we're all there for each other and it, you, you bond and you create this group that continues even after school. But not everyone, not every actor is fortunate enough to go to theater school. Some people just, you know, there's a lot of people in Montreal that just have not had that opportunity. So what I noticed in Montreal is that a lot of people just, well, I had to go out of my way. You know, you have to find your own opportunities. You have to get involved in what's happening in the community. You have to, it's not just going to come to you if you don't do anything about it. So, and I would say even in New York as well, like if I had just moved to New York and I didn't go to a theater school, if I just uh, moved there to figure it out, it would have been up to me to find my, my tribe, my group. So I think it, it's a lot of um, going out of your way, uh, but also knowing what you want, because you can't just go everywhere expecting something. You need to have a goal of what, you, what you're trying to do. And I think by pursuing that goal, the right people align in your life, because you're going to align with people that want the same things and that can help you in your vision. So, uh, for example, in Montreal, there's a lot of like uh, acting studios that offer like short-term classes, and that's already a great way to connect with people from the industry that are training or um or take workshops or just anything that gets you involved already in the community you want to be a part of so i would say and even for smaller towns like it might be in iowa the same thing you know there's there might be some workshops over there or classes or community theater that just starts getting you involved in what's happening in the arts community of that place so yeah it takes i think just knowing what you want um being very clear about what you want and just fighting for it you know I'm curious about the process of it all, because when we spoke, I think you already either made one or two short movies already. Yeah. And then, like, you you go into theater school in New York. So what's happening as you're, like, taking it all in, um, you know, meeting people? Like, let's talk about meeting people. Like, how was that? Like, meeting people that has the same dreams and goals was it like a competitive environment was it a naturing environment like how, how was it i think that it i'm competitive by nature ah, like, nice. okay. i came from like sports background so for me there's a very competitive mindset that i have but i think it's different when it comes to acting because especially in theater it's not about you it's about the story that you're telling as an actor and it you got to get your your ego out of the way and really work as a team. 
but you also need that sense of competition because you need to i mean you i think you have to have a competition with yourself you need to be pushing yourself you need to be like it's not about how is this person doing how i have to compare myself to them because everyone in acting is so different there's roles that i will never be able to do just because of how i look or who i am mm. and if i'm comparing myself to someone else that can do those roles that's that's an unfair comparison so i think mm -hmm. the competitiveness in me has transformed I, I would say that when the last time we talked i would have seen it way more as a competitive thing with everyone like i have to be the best i have to be the oh did we lose joshua it's frozen for real yeah, it's this frozen time. yeah We'll give a sec for him to come back. You know that uh, I'm gonna pause. Song? I don't know what happened. Okay, so it was yeah, frozen, you froze. and then I almost started singing the the Madonna song Frozen. <laughs> okay, know. okay. Do you remember That's that really bad song? Anyways, <laughs> yeah, you 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 were saying how before you would have you would have seen it as a as a competition versus yeah. now. I think that back then, well, like I said, coming from a, more of a sports background, I think that when you start into anything, there's that mindset of I have to be the best. But today it's it's more just being the best uh, I can be and just competing with my own self. While also when I work with others, realizing we're all working collectively for something like if like I put a, a theater production up um, in 2021 and what? it wasn't about oh, I have to be the guy that gets the recognition or I have to be, it's no, it's like, let's all work together to make this, to tell this story, to make that, make this happen together. But me as the actor, I'm pushing myself to, you know, be on point with all my lines, to know my background, to, that's my, that's my character, you know? So the competitiveness just comes from the actor's work for myself. Everything else is a collective work, but that has transformed. I wouldn't say that that's always how I've seen it. I'd say that that comes with experience and yeah sure and how like if you could just continue building off of like how does collaborative work um support people's best acting have you experienced mm -hmm. that like the best parts of other people because a lot of acting like when i think of um improv you know um and off script it, it, it's um a big thing is that you can't have this preconceived idea of what you want to say like that's actually going to make you not that great to receive something thrown at you yeah Hello. well Hello. i was yeah, yeah no no i was gonna now say <laughs> uh, i think that when you can find a great collective balance in a team especially as actors that's really when the magic happens in acting because it's all about letting go and listening to your partner and i think if both actors are on the same page there's wonderful things that no one could have planned that are going to happen um and there's moments that will you'll never be able to recreate twice because it was just in that moment that you were listening to each other and it happens you know um and i think that takes time i think also we are humans we all have egos we all have um like we all have goals we all have different ways of thinking so when you do find that collective unity with someone that's very special because it's not going to happen with every single scene partner with every single team you work um that's why when you really find your tribe the people that you work with that you feel connected with it's 
important to cherish it because it's hard if you're just doing this by yourself you can feel discouraged at times but with a team behind you with people around you that are that have the same vision as you or that support your vision you just you just feel so much more encouraged to continue your journey you know so. mm. yeah so i it, it kind of reminds me of um because normal things in life uh it's not just like collaboration and collectiveness but it's also mm. conflict and how That's does conflict true. like um like how, like in in an acting way like you know what i mean because um i i i don't i like how does conflict um play out in your um in in when you're trying to show that in your acting because conflict is also part of storytelling it's 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 definitely a skill to be able to manage it um and how and how does how does that um knowing how to go through conflict through your acting how does that even affect like living in this world with people in your life and stuff when you say conflict do you mean conflict with like as me the person that is getting to work or conflict as a character um okay here's what it is when you have to deal with conflict as a character and you practice it as acting how does that inform um how you are as a person and conflict arises with people you know does that even like does acting ever inform how you are in like in life so, yeah, so exactly. basically so so can i reframe the, is are you asking like when he acts does he act like himself like well, when it comes to conflict because characters are people who you might never be right so yeah. um but but how a person you might never be like they might deal with something different so like how does acting um inform your conflict resolution skills in like uh, mm. your everyday life look at you live down i'm just trying to get <laughs> i'm asked the question but i got the right words we got it it we was got a it. brainstorming question first and then i found the question well i love that question because i think that um i think i have to say that uh every character you do you have to find something in that character even though in the surface it might seem very different than you as a person you have to find something to connect because if you're always judging that character as this is not me you're never going to be able to truthfully portray that character so you need to so being an actor makes you an extremely compassionate person because you start understanding people's background how why do some people do certain things what where do they come from and it ultimately leads that we're all coming from the same place, just showing things different. And that has to do a lot also with the circumstances that people are raised by. Mm. It has to do with a lot of the situations that we don't choose, uh, we're born with, you know? But I think that me as Joshua, what I've taken away from a lot of characters is just a lot of understanding of the world. Like every time I finish a character, I feel like, oh, I've gained something. I've understand this subject much more better i understand um like just to go back to the play i was talking about that i did it revolved around prison about prisoners so a lot of my uh my research was about how prisons function and more specifically in the u.s and i just had to research about subjects that i had never really had the need to and beforehand and it makes me just a more informed person about the world and more more compassionate, like I said. Um, and I think that if I if I ever feel like I couldn't connect with a character or there's just a part of me that 
couldn't find that, I think that there's a disservice I'm doing to myself because I'm just not willing to go far enough to, to find the truth of that character, you know? So, um, yeah, does that answer mm-hmm. the question? I think it does. Feeling stuck about your professional life? Not sure if this is the right job for you? Looking for a job? Why don't you come by the Carrefour Jeunesse Emploi of Notre Dame de Grasse? We're part of a larger network for people between the ages of 15 and 35. However, the Carrefour in NDG is the only one on the island of Montreal that offers services for 35 and older. Or check us out at cje-ndg.com, that's cje-ndg.com. Call us at 514-482-6665. If you press zero, you'll get our front desk. And our address is 6370 Sherbrooke West, right near Benny and Sherbrooke. Hope you are well. Hope we can offer you some ideas on how to get unstuck. Take care. I think it does. Like... I'm not going to go as profound as Lynn, but what is like the hardest character that you ever had to play? I would say that the back to this, I mean, it wasn't hard to play the character from the, the production I was talking about. The play was called Jesus Hop the A-Train. Um, Jesus Hop the A-Train. Yeah, it's a phenomenal play. Phenomenal play written by a, a playwright called Stephen Adley Gerges. And... Um, it wasn't that it was hard to do because I, I related that character very well to my life. Uh, the way I always saw that character was the version of me that never found the light, the version mm. of me that never found guidance. Um, but I think what was hard at times was just to connect, well, not to connect, just to go really truthfully through the circumstances he was living because he was going through a trial. He was in prison. He's going through all these things and I have to create that in my head. So at some points that stays with you. And at some point that's, that's affecting you and thinking, okay, like there's people that are actually living this and how do, I mean, I'm acting right. I'm, I, after I'm done with that production, I go back home and I'm good. But I think it wasn't hard getting into the character. What was hard is just re- the, the realizations that came with the character, you know? So um, the understanding yeah. that people go through the, through that process that you're actually acting like in real life yeah people yeah. go through it in real life okay well sounds uh like community work mm-hmm. <laughs> people, but um i i guess like how so i i that, that what you said i can really relate to and so like how do you um you know, in community work, we always talk about our boundaries and like how to not bring work home and everything so like do you have any practices on like how to um you know after all these realizations that you have through certain characters do you have a way to kind of like ground yourself back into your reality and and like protect your well-being (laughs) yeah yeah um i think that every character has come a bit different but what i generally like to do is just write a letter um thinking oh. like just kind of being like thank you for what you taught me thank you for for the lessons thank you for this what? and kind of just burn it afterwards and let it go it's kind of like a little ritual that i like to do because i do take a lot away from these characters there's a lot of things that i've learned about life like in the last five years i feel like i've grown tremendously just by studying theater by studying characters so i like to write and just be like grateful you know because at the end of the day yes there's things that can stay with me but I have to find the positive. 
So I just, yeah, I do that. That's kind of like my little ritual. And generally just afterwards going and hanging out with my friends, kind of coming back to me, kind of spending time with my family, disconnecting a bit from acting and just coming back to me helps a lot. But uh, if I would have a ritual, it would be that. Wow. That is so interesting. Yeah. That's, a, that's a, I'm going to keep that in my. Yeah, same. I think my, that's a good it, idea. Yeah. Writing a letter. Huh. It helps because you really, um, you're putting it in paper. You're seeing, because I, I, I think a lot as a person and I'm always kind of like acknowledging what I'm grateful for. And, but I think writing it down and just, and not typing it, like really with a pen and paper, just taking the time to write it down and to see it, even read it out loud and just then burn it and put it out there. Kind of like that little ritual of letting it go. Um, it, I, I really feel like it's helped me to, to be able to move on and just onto the next thing. And what I like about the letter is also just like journaling can be, you can, you can kind of still write the same things over and over again. It's like probably in a book yeah. that yeah. you, so many pages that you have to go through before it's over, but like a, a letter, it's like loose leaf. Um, and we all like, you know, receiving a letter is so special. So you can really be intentional. Like you can be like, just the act of writing a letter is really, so yeah, I really like that. That's the, I like that practice. Yeah, it's personal. It 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 feels very nice. Hmm. And the the concept of like letting it go too. I like that. Yeah, yeah we're definitely stealing that from you, Joshua. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um. But let's let's. I I, I want to explore the with the time that we have left. I want to explore the like the process of it all. So you did theater. Then what's out there? Like, what did you get involved into afterwards? Well, after theater school, just to go a bit through a timeline, um, I came back to Montreal and because, you know, it was the pandemic, a lot of things were shut down. No, there was not a lot of productions happening. So a lot of the creatives that I knew had time. We all had an open schedule. So we wow. just started to start creating a lot of projects and we did a little collective at the time that it was a, a small collective of artists and we just had like a name that we go under and we would all you know, create short films, music videos, and put it under that. And there was no real expectation to, for, uh, uh, like, there was nothing that we wanted to gain out of it other than just create content. We just wanted to be putting ourselves out there. And mm -hmm. we created short films, um, which led me to, you know, that producing a lot of low budget short films, music videos led me to getting an opportunity at a production company that I started working as a, an associate producer for a little bit. Um, and then I also put up the, the theater production I mentioned. And last year, I, I, it was the best year in terms of acting for like television and film. I got my first uh, ever scene on a Netflix show, which was very like. What? Yo, what's the show, man? It's called The Recruit. It, was, it came out in December. Oh, yeah, yeah. I just started that show. I just saw the first episode. Episode five, minute 1130. So oh, yeah, let's get it. That's freaky. Yeah. I gotta watch it now. Okay, it's, it's so cool. It's so cool. That that was a very surreal moment because like I did, I did that audition back in uh, late 2021, and at the beginning of uh, January of 2022, I get like my a call from my agent being like, "Hey, you booked this," and I'm like, "I auditioned for this like months ago." What? They're like, yeah, you booked it. I'm like, okay. And like next thing I know, I'm on set, and it was like the coldest day of the winter of last year. I think it was fucking cold, a uh, freaking cold. But um, it was just um, it was amazing. It was it was 
at that point I had been five years into this and it just felt so rewarding to to have that moment because I'm like, you know what? I've been working so hard and I've been enjoying the whole process so much that this just feels like an additional reward. And that mm -hmm. got me into the acting union, which then led to another gig and another gig. And now I'm like fully part of the union. And Jeez. Um, yeah, it's been going great. It's been going great. And I wouldn't change this. What thing. is Joshua? What is that short movie that I saw? Like you were like you were in it. It, it was on your page. Um, like when you got tased. Like you got that's, tased. That's the scene from the the the, sh the show. Are you serious? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bams, that's a big scene. It's not like you're like in the background. Like you have a no, whole... no, no, no. I have my lines and oh, everything. Oh my god, <laughs> that is so freaking cool. I know. Okay, it was so okay cool. I'm gonna start watching it, and then we gotta uh, remember. That, that's why like, episode I, five together. Carl. I saw that whole <laughs> scene. I died of laughter because I was like, "Yo, shit, that was really good." And now you're telling me that's all oh, okay, okay, okay. That's, that's so good. And that's the thing. Like I had, you know, ah, that's so scenes, dope. Scenes get cut out. You know, there's moments that are even though you might shoot it, it might not make the final cut. That's so I had true. no idea yeah. if I was actually going to be in the cut. And I knew the show was coming out. Like I think December 16th or 15th or something. And I wake up and I'm like, all right, let's see. And I saw it, and it was just this moment of like, yo, no way. I was you're like, I'm on that. Uh, yeah, you know, like I call my mom, my brothers. I'm like, come and check this out, you know. So it was, uh, it was very rewarding, very, very good. Oh, that is so cool. So I cool. can't even imagine how you act that experience out. Like that, that actual scene. Yeah, it was like you're talking like the getting taste and everything on Netflix. Yeah, it was like, funny. It was so. Um, I was not nervous at all. I just remember feeling like this is. I got this. Like there was a big confidence kind of that came into me of like, okay, I got this. And then I think that there were so many smaller projects at that point that I had done. There's so many things that prepped me for that moment that it was just so natural. There was really no part of me that felt, oh, I, I don't know what I'm doing. Or I don't feel comfortable. I felt very much at home because mm -hmm. I that it came at the right time. If this would have come Maybe three years ago, maybe I would have been nervous. Maybe it would have been in my head. Maybe the amount of people uh, in on set would have thrown me off. But at this point, it just felt like, ah, I'm here. I'm ready. Yeah, and like you're you're working in it already. Like you're already yeah. in it. So this is just another day at work, right? Yeah. yeah like, yeah. oh man, that is amazing. So yeah, it was it was amazing. It was very cool. Nice. So so, what are you currently working on? I'm putting up my next uh, theater production in November of this year. It's called The Motherfucker with the Hat, uh, written by the same guy that uh, wrote Jesus Hoppy. Yeah, you heard then. <laughs> I, I heard the first part and then it kind of uh, skipped. Uh, what is it? The Motherfucker with the Hat. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Long story short, what happens is uh, a former uh, drug dealer just got out of prison goes home to his girlfriend and finds an unknown hat and he's trying to find out who the motherfucker with the hat is. so that's what but it's uh it's it's a fantastic play the the playwright is the same guy that wrote jesus hoppy a trained in he i consider him a genius he just writes stories about people about real people nice. that make you question what is morally right what are ethics what is true mm. and why you know, and he puts real people with different perspectives that they're not just there to give the different perspective, but to live. They actually live that perspective. You understand why. 
And um, and that's why I love that writer. And that's why I have to do his work because his work makes me a better a better actor. And nice. uh, and I'm producing that. So that's coming for this year. And that's pretty much the project that's taking up my time. Is it going to be in Montreal, like the release? For sure, for sure. It's going to be in Montreal. It's going to be in... Uh, Can we in get November. invites? Of course, of course. Nice. Already nice. know. <laughs> we're big fans. We're big fans of theater too. Yeah, it's fun. It's fun. Theater is amazing. But uh, yeah, I'll definitely keep you posted once there's more info on the date and, and the venue and everything. But uh, yeah, that's the big project for this. Nice. Nice. Great. Um, so, uh, you know, I, if, if I remember, again, I have a goldfish memory. Um, I asked you what was next. You're doing it right now. Like the whole being in the actors union you're on netflix you you have a theater production that you're working on um you did multiple shorts so like what's the next step for you now like keep what do you envision it. i think that keep on enjoying it that's the biggest part keep on having fun keep on being curious i think that that's the biggest thing because if there's one thing that hasn't changed at all from that first interview till today mm -hmm. it's curiosity of being an actor uh, the curiosity of understanding the world of understanding characters of understanding just the world we live in and um it's always following that i don't i don't like to say that i have like this big goal that i am following because the truth is i don't i have small goal, goals that i am very dedicated to and that they're all going to lead to a bigger picture that i don't see yet um but Jeez. right now i'm just enjoying it i'm just enjoying that and I, it's interesting to look back on, on that interview we did five years ago, because I think that you said it very well. It's like, I'm right now living what I was saying that I want yeah, to Yeah, that's, that's like, it, yo, it's so cool, man. That's so super dope. cool. It's yeah. super cool. It's super cool to follow up with this too. Like, it's, it's very, very nice. And, and we'll do another one in five years and see what's going on. For yeah. sure, for sure. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't, I don't want to say exactly this is what I'm aiming because the truth is, I don't know but I know that I'm going to have fun. So. Mm. The process. You're living the process and you're enjoying it within the process. That's really cool. Yeah. All right. Then do you have any questions for our man, Joshua, before we wrap it up? Um, I think that, uh, I, well, I want to just mainly say thank you for um, unapologetically being a creative. You know, this whole world is always that. Uh, not really valuing creativity um and um i don't necessarily have more questions but i just wanted to thank you for like it, like making that part of what you do in this lifetime oh well thank you for for that and thank you both for your time this is this is awesome so thank you all right me. joshua we're gonna end it i wish you seriously all the best man um the episode will come out this weekend on sunday cool. like again i'm i'm referring to that scene that i i saw like i don't know i i thought you were so good in it um i wish you the best man you have such like positive energy i met you in person like years back um and i hope to bump into you again like uh all the best all the best my guy thank you thank you and thank you to both of you all the best to you both and i will send you an invite to the play when it's ready yes please do catch you soon joshua catch you soon Bye. Bye. Bye.
Lynn, what did you think of this? Yeah, it was good. I like I I I want to see I want to see um this play. <laughs> yeah. But he's great, right? It's just like his aura, man. It's oh, like man. You know when you meet good people, you just know. Like there's no like like, like it's just that inner feeling that you just have like okay, that person in front of me is a good person and a cool one. Like mm. I, I met him years back, man, like you know, full of hope, full of dreams. And now he's living it. He's doing it. He's working on it. Yeah. Like, Reiner, man, a hustler. Like, that's so cool. Yeah, that's not easy to live off your art. So it's really yeah. cool that he's done that. And I'm telling you, like, I, going back to that scene, like, I saw it. I didn't know it was connected to the recruit. And just like a couple of days ago, I just started that. So. Oh, wow. Oh, man. It's going to be cool. I can't wait to Episode get Episode five minutes. I just love that. I love it. I love it. Yeah, he said it. <laughs> <laughs> but he did also like multiple short films that I saw like within uh, his Instagram. So it's pretty cool too. Should have gave him more time to like uh, promote promote his work. I uh, ask mm. him to like put put on uh, some links in uh, in the comments and everything. Sounds good. Tomorrow is going to be cold. Very very cold. Yeah, this is, uh, if people still don't know, we're located in Montreal, Canada. It is cold. We have winter, so. But it's like tomorrow's supposed to, anyways. Oh, it's supposed to go, like, I heard, like, the minus, I have 40 vibe. Yeah. You yeah. Know, but, that's, but that's, we haven't had that yet, so. It's true. Uh, light work but... for us Canadians. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Lynn, thank you so much for your time, and I'll catch you soon. Yes, sounds good. All right. Bye. Okay, bye. Okay, go.